Zodiac Bitches. I'm Maggie B. And I'm Maggie D. We are a comedic mystic podcast for mystic newbies by mystic newbies. We are just slowly getting into mysticism with all of y'all. I have to own up to I think our greatest flaw, our, our greatest fail in the in the history of Zodiac Bitches. Oh, I'm like afraid. What did is, we do? Which is that last week I was like, let me rant about this thing. And do you know what that would have been the perfect segment for? What? Witching and bitching. The first time we would have done real bitching. (laughs) You know what? I even like had that thought when I listened to it. Like I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I I don't think I heard the song. And then I was like, maybe I just wasn't paying attention when I listened. No, because we didn't introduce it. So I didn't introduce it because I was too ready to bitch. So... (laughs) So that I didn't even, I didn't even, I couldn't play it. I mean, I was like, I guess I could, but I, we didn't introduce the segment. So I was just like, but I, at the minute I was editing it, I was like, this is perhaps our greatest downfall. <laughs> I was expecting you to say something really like real to me. And I was like, what is our flaw? Like, what did we do? I was expecting you to be like, someone emailed us and uh, we fucked up. And you know how much I hate to fuck up. <laughs> that was a real flaw. Well, it was. We should something real. We should have the same person write us like an apology song that we play when we need to apologize for something that we've done, (laughs) and then we'll play that too. (laughs) So they'll get double the (laughs) airtime. But our witching and bitching segment: we're a couple of witches. Here is the chit chat. Today, we have two a-hole or astrologies. Listen, Maggie, I saw this pop up on Instagram and like, because you're like the um, a-hole or astrology queen. So I didn't read either of them. And I was like, but I saw the length of them. And I was like, you know, like when you do that thing where you open it, but you don't like, you don't (laughs) really open your eyes. You're just like skim it partially. Oh, yes. That's what I do anytime I get a message from any of my (laughs) ex-boyfriends. I'm like, if it's a short message, I can get into it. If it's long, I'm like, oh, we're not reading this. It's like when you pretend you're asleep. And so when you close your eyes really little, but you can't see out of, you still can see out of them, but it looks like they're closed. That's how I looked at these a-holes or astrologies. And I was like, literally like, what are we going to do? Like two? I was like, we we actually have three, but I I messaged the third person. I said, you'll be in next week's episode. Okay. God. Wow! (laughs) We're so good at giving advice. (laughs) With almost, well, actually, with over 50 life years of experience. So, (laughs) A-Holer Astrology, you write in, you want to know, is it someone's astrology or are they being an A-Hole? Now, this one, this one's good because 
it's also a learning moment for all of us. Okay. I mean, I think our astrology queens are going to know, but like, you know, it's a learning, you and I are going to be surprised. (laughs) Um, Also, we're trying out Zoom and I feel like it's muting you sometimes. So this is going to be a journey. I don't know how to turn that suppression off. I want you to talk over me. Wait a minute. I might know how to do that or at least lessen it. You fixed it. I tried. No, you did it. Oh my God, it's the one time in my life I knew how to do something with technology. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. I mean, it's still like, eh. the thing is like iPhone I quality is not great, you know? So then we were like, let's try laptops. But it's, you know, I hear what you're saying. You guys are like, well, use a USB mic and we're not going to. So <laughs> is someone saying that? No. <laughs> Okay, so this a-hole astrology. I'm a September Virgo with a Gemini moon and a Sagittarius rising. I was really close friends with this other girl who was an August Virgo. So here we already are, things I had never thought about, which is that you can be a Virgo in different ways. (laughs) Yes, well, we've talked a little bit about this before. I believe it's the decadence. Yes. So you can be, you know, slightly different based on the week that you were born. I think, is it split up into three or four? I can't remember. It's three. Okay. Yeah. So each, you know, time period that you have in your sign is split up into three different small time periods. And that also affects your personality. So it would make sense that an August Virgo would be slightly different than a September Virgo. And I like this because I Googled it and it's like a decan is, I guess, another way to say that a decanate, a decan. I don't know. But each of three equal 10 degree divisions of a sign of the Zodiac. My favorite thing about that is that that is not anything else. Like when you Google that, there is no second definition. No, they were like astrology is a science and here it is. (laughs) So she is a, well, they, I don't know your gender. They are a September Virgo, and the girl they used to be friends with was an August Virgo. We were really close for months and seemed to balance each other out well. We had a falling out and both changed jobs, so we weren't seeing each other anymore. Six or so months later, since we've seen each other, I saw a video of her on a mutual friend's Snapchat. Shortly after I watched the Snapchat, The girl messaged me, freaking out on me, acting as if I was stalking her and going out of my way to find out about, like, all the shit she's getting up to, you know? I tried to explain how wrong that was. I hadn't thought about her in months, which I was like, big moment for the Zodiac bitches. I do not think (laughs) of you. (laughs) Uh, But she was acting like I was obsessed with her. Is this her being an a-hole or just astrology? So, of course, I Google August versus September. And do you know what the first search thing that came up was? What? August versus September Virgos. What? (laughs) Like, it auto-filled that for me. (laughs) Apparently, a lot of people are having the same question. So. What did you say? I found a very old Tumblr post. I mean, there's tons of these. There were like Cora answers about this. They were like, you know, but I liked this one. First of all, because her Tumblr name was Astro Girl. We love that. We love that. But this post is from 2013. So like, 
there you go. The times we've moved on from Tumblr, I guess. <laughs> okay, so as we know, three decans. Deacons, decans, deganites. Decans. <laughs> born between August 24th and September 3rd. If a person is born between these days, the planetary ruler is Mercury. Persons born in this decan are sociable and friendly, especially when compared to the Virgos born under the other decans. These people are also helpful, intelligent, and sympathetic. Those born under this influence are essentially disciplined, trustworthy, and generous. They tend to be orderly and meticulous in certain areas of their life, the ones they have chosen themselves and are hard workers. Getting whatever they want for themselves is never difficult. They also possess a highly logical mind and give attention to detail and practicality. In relationships, these people are loyal, dependable, faithful, uh, besides that, caring and considerate. Okay, so, you know, you're writing in about your ex-friend being in August Virgo, and I'm going to straight up say that this doesn't track. <laughs> Not tracking, I was going to say. Well, and honestly... I don't know. I just feel like normally, I mean, Virgos are, they can be obsessive, right? And they can be, you know, definitely um, a little fussy, but to kind of go out of their way to, you know, accuse you of kind of like wild stuff, if it's just an like a Snapchat story, I mean, this just doesn't feel very Virgo to me. I'm going to say, like, I don't know what the falling out was. So who knows? Who knows what went on on either sides of your stories? But I'm going to say she probably feels like something has been done to her. And like, she's on the defensive. So I don't think this is her astrology. I think this is like, something's happening inside of her. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not accusing here. No one's accusing but I will say, there is more to this story. You yes. little Virgo, you. What else happened? <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that they would have a reaction that intense. And it feels like we probably don't know the full story about what actually, I don't think, I'm not saying you did anything. I'm just saying something else occurred that we the audience dramatically do not know <laughs> yeah. uh, in playwriting terms we are unaware of the given circumstances right it's dramatic irony oh no that's when we do know the circumstances <laughs> and the character doesn't <laughs> but something's happening here i'm gonna say though here's the part where none of you ask for but we like to provide don't engage don't engage. Next time you accidentally come across a TikTok, a tickety talk, a Snapchat, whatever you come across, a, 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 you know, a MySpace message, you just youths are using. You you virtualize. Don't engage. Don't even open that Snapchat story. Don't open it. Because whatever is going on, again, no fingers pointed whether you are actually have caused this somehow or you have not. She blames you for it and she does not trust you. That's not your fault. You have decided, you know, it sounds like that you're on the other side of this friendship. So things have parted ways. So let yourself part ways. You know, she can message you and be like, 
I saw that you, you know, I checked your Bitmoji and you were actually 10 miles from the target I was in. And like, I can't believe you're stalking me. And then you just, you just do what we did, Maggie D did with these aholas or astrologies. And you just squint those eyes and you move on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do have to say the one thing that is falling into place for me about Virgos here, right, is that if she feels wronged by you, then this, it does check out a little bit because Virgos love to be right. And when they're in the right, like they can be volatile about that. You know what I mean? Like they will let you know that you are wrong because they're perfectionists and they don't like to feel like they've made a mistake. So, I mean, that part does check out to me a little bit if she feels like she has been wronged by you somehow and she is in the right. Um, but yeah, I would just say steer clear. It doesn't sound like this is a, a healthy relationship to to engage in. And I will say you had you said you saw her on a mutual friend's snor- story. And like, I'm not trying to like so distrust, you know. I'm just saying like we are we, we should be aware that probably the only way that she knew that you saw that story was that that friend told her. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying, like, I'm just saying maybe if you feel the need to shit talk your August Virgo ex-friend, don't shit talk to that friend that showed the story. The plot (laughs) thickens, Maggie. I would not have even thought about that. Listen, the Scorpio in me is, like, getting a little bit defensive now. Like, I'm like, how dare they say to this friend that you saw the Snapchat story? I'm like, that's rude on their part. Uh, Now, I don't know the circumstances at all, but I am getting upset for you now. (laughs) So I'm just saying, you know, I feel like we're we're at the beginning of a mystery novel. Be careful of the friends you're around. That doesn't mean don't find reasons to trust them. I'm just saying, like, how did we get there? (laughs) Maybe choose a little wiser. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't. That's my thought. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Our other a-hole or astrology. Now, this person has asked to remain anonymous. Okay, good, because I didn't see you. I squelched my eyes shut when I saw this pop up, and I don't know who it's from. So I shall call you Clementine. (laughs) That's a new flavor of White Claw, and it's only 70 calories. How come alcohol isn't zero calories yet? If we can put a man on the moon, (laughs) why can't alcohol be zero calories? Mama needs to drink her glass of wine and not feel bad about her body. (sighs) Okay, this one is what the kids call a wild time. Great, I'm having the opposite of wild times here recently, so I'm going to live vicariously through this. I mean, I'm just saying everybody needs to, like, buckle up. If you consider yourself a feminist, then you need to, like, Take a Tylenol because you're going to have a headache. Well, let me get my Excedrin Migraine Plus. (laughs) So, Clementine writes in. Clementine says, I have an a-hole or astrology for you. I would like to remain anonymous. Check. 
So my boss is a male Virgo. Wow, lots of Virgos. <laughs> is there a theme? <laughs> I don't know his other placements, but I know his son is in Virgo. At first, he was really cool and seemed like a great guy, but after a while, he started to get on my nerves more and more every time he would open his mouth. He always has to mansplain everything and often makes me doubt some of the things I say. I once made a joke about having intrusive thoughts, and he had never heard of the term before. And then Clementine says, lucky him. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried explaining it to him, but he seemed very doubtful about what I was saying. He just kept asking how thoughts can be intrusive and tried to put a more logical name to the feeling because, because apparently he's like an award-winning psychologist. <laughs> God, okay, wow. He's just the type to always have an opinion and always be feeling the need to share it. But that's not the worst of it. The worst of it is was when, the worst of it was when, I was talking about my astrology app to my colleagues, and he kept going on and on about the app was just data mining my phone to get the more accurate information about me possible, the most accurate information about me possible. And while that may be true, he just kept trying to explain away all my astrology beliefs. He also, in a very smart ass way, said, Well, then how would astrology work on different planets? And in my head, I'm like, who do I look like? Neil deGrasse Tyson, a Martian. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't concern me. So why would I need to know that? But simply replied with a fake laugh and was like, I guess you'd have to navigate different constellations. He's just inconsiderate and has been told that before by different people. His constant need to logic everything is just annoying and boring. I just want to know if this is him being a Virgo or if he's being an a-hole. Sounds like he's being a man. It sounds like he's being a male Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me rephrase. It sounds like he's being a cis, probably white man. That's what it sounds like. Like, it's very Virgo energy because Virgos are like, everything has a place. But like, of course, everything, it's like when you're like, this is green. And someone who sees green could see green differently than you see green. But the Virgo like refuses to like get into that like, that like ooh. so they're like no this is green well and here we are again with <laughs> another virgo who uh, you know if they think they're right about something they can't let it go they have to talk over you they have to make their point you know and and i don't care who it is i don't i don't care what gender you know i don't care i'm just saying this is not the way to live your life like you don't have to as a person make others believe that you're right about something isn't it enough you know obviously if there, there's a life or death situation then you fight for it but I'm like isn't it enough most of the time to know that you're right in your heart and just let it go I just need to know in this scenario right Clementine's like I think astrology's great I believe in it. Here's what I've learned about myself through astrology. What does the boss, the coworker gain from disproving this? What do we gain? Well, he gains power over, you know, another person. That's what that type of personality wants is for you to be like, to just back down and submit to whatever they think. And they will use this tactic again 
in another setting that's more important, right? Not that astrology isn't important to me. It's very important. I would have been very upset if this was the conversation that I had with my boss. But I'm talking like this is the type of person who will then use that tactic about your pay raise, right? That's the time. And this is where we don't want to be. That's someone we don't want to be around. So what I would say too, you know, wholly having nothing to do with astrology at this point is be on the lookout for that type of behavior in the professional setting so that you can hopefully report it to someone else when it happens because that shit isn't cool and I hate it. And if I could tell you one thing, one piece of advice document everything document everything Mm -hmm. every single thing you can document you do it damn it all right you do it and you know we get into a sensitive area here you know because it feels like well, you know, in this case, you, you feel like you, you've been victimized by someone and then it's what the pressure's on me and now I have to document every time this guy's a fucking asshole and that sucks and I don't want you to have to do that. I'm just saying that it could be very beneficial in the future to monitor that behavior and as Maggie B is saying document it report him never be afraid to report him (laughs) and like do you need to document these these infringements on your beliefs i don't know i think you could keep a little journal just like oh today this thing happened mark the date should be like "Mm, didn't love that but I, what we want to be documenting is like maggie d is saying when it's starting to come into other workplace things as well you know keep a record this is the type of personality that will use that type of um argument against you in the future and i just don't want because i i think both maggie b and i have encountered this type of person in a professional setting and it is the fucking worst i don't want to say i don't want to put this on virgos you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm not putting this on Virgos. This is not Virgos. This is like a, a shitty personality trait that someone has. <laughs> like, I think maybe it's a seed of a Virgo, as in you could be emphatic about a belief and you'd want others to agree with you. To this length, to this, we're being an a-hole. I yeah, think, he's being a total fucking a-hole. I think you're handling it great. I mean, what a just, I guess you just have to navigate by different constellations. Don't give in to him. It's exhausting. But don't, don't, don't even get into the discourse. I love this. Like you live your life. You talk with your other coworkers, you know, talk the shit out of astrology. You know, I analyze down to the deepest core that you want to go in this universe. And then when he's like, well, blah, 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 blah. You'd be like, cool story, bro. And then, and then you do that really bitchy thing from a movie where you like look at him and you give him some acknowledgement, but not the acknowledgement he wants. And then you turn and you turn back to that other coworker and you get into astrology. (laughs) I just love this because we are in effect, you know, using the same uh, tactic that we used on our last Virgo a-hole astrology 10 minutes ago. Do not engage. (laughs) I will tell you some of the best advice 
don't engage. Don't engage. I mean, you have to because you have a workplace. You know what I mean? I get that. But don't engage to any extent. You don't have to. Because that solves, I will tell you, most problems. People will write in and be like, oh, this thing is happening. And then they'll be like, oh, well, I can't actually separate myself from these people because of these XYZ reasons. But I will, you can cut anyone out of your life. You got sharp enough scissors. <laughs> sharp enough spiritual scissors. <laughs> cut it. Do not engage and document. Document. That's, that's my advice for you. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I ran into a problem like where I hadn't documented anything. And so there was no proof at the end, you know. I was in this class in college and the professors were like, honestly, had just created a true environment of suffering. Like anything you did was not good enough. Like it would be like, oh, well, just come with this thing. Like you've been partnered with a bunch of random students you don't know. Come to class with this and you have to whatever you present has to have an abundance of candles. So then you come to class and everyone gets a candle. And then you know what they look at and do? They go, well, if everyone has a candle, is that really an abundance of candles? Just like shit like that, where like you've spent a whole week preparing some random performance thing, like process development thing. This sounds insane. Yeah. This is art school for you. But <laughs> then instead of being like, cool, here's some things we liked and here's some other things. They were just like, well, you didn't have an abundance of candles. So we actually gave everyone a C. But they did that to like every extent. And so throughout the class, we're all suffering. I mean, like this actually gave me like mental illness. I almost dropped out of my entire major. That's how bad it was. And you know how mentally strong I am. <laughs> oh, you're so mentally strong. And a very similar thing occurred, uh, you know, in my college. Well, so I didn't, hold on. <laughs> so I didn't wait. So I didn't document anything. And so at the end of the semester, I broke, I came to a breaking point. I come to them. I'm like, this is unbearable. Like these are like, this is unbearable. And they say, well, you didn't say anything all semester. And then they blamed the entire experience on me. They're like, well, you didn't say anything all semester. I was like, it's not like you made an environment worth speaking up in. And so then in the end, like, I was like fucking crying in their office. And I was just like, they just sat there and stared at me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave now. Like, I literally just said it and left because it, they, I had, I had no proof that they had done a bad job because we hadn't talked all semester about it. I talked to no one else. So then in the end, they were like, well, there's no proof that you're suffering. So <laughs> that's what's so difficult. It's like it shouldn't be on the victim to document every single time that this happens. Like it just shouldn't in the perfect world be that way. And I want to advocate for a world where that's not the way it happens. You know, I want to advocate for a world where someone is just believed when they say something you know but unfortunately like that is the circumstances that we continue to live in at this point and it sucks to be the first one to document something because then you know someone has to be that trailblazer right I'm not saying it has to be you the listener you know or the a-hole or astrology sender in it doesn't have to be you I'm just saying that someone it does have to be someone. So if you're, if you have the mental fortitude, if you can take it, document, document. And it, it's be funny, like you're saying, trailblazing happens in ways we don't think it's supposed to happen. You know, like in this case, you're like, why does the victim have to do the work? And yeah, we don't want it to be that world, but right now it is, and that's fine. Be your own advocate as long as you can. Find a community who can be your advocate. 
I was talking to my mom because my mom was like, I just, like, she had nothing against WAP. She was like, I just don't understand why we're, like, celebrating it so hard. Like, what's the, why is this, like, a momentous song? Like, she just genuinely wanted to know. And she's like, why is this, like, feminist? And I was like, well, because, like, this community, this the rap culture celebrates a lot of, like, male sexuality, but very often does not or degradates female sexuality. And, and I was like, look, you know, it is it is actually part of the feminist movement and and it's feminism and then parts of movements are going to come in ways you don't expect. <laughs> in a world of male degradation, be a WAP. Be a WAP. <laughs> was your college experience okay? I interrupted you. Oh, no, it's okay. I It was not okay, but I... Did not I did not document it at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had a teacher who single-handedly ruined my GPA. Was the sole reason that I g- did not get straight A's because this person just kept just created such a horrible atmosphere for me and outwardly did not like it to the point did not like me or many other people. I mean, said horribly offensive terrible things about me and others you know and we all talked about it together and none of us took it to an authority figure none of us did and so they still teach there (laughs) they still teach there and uh have never really had like any any type of warning so now I feel I actually feel awful about it's one of those things in my life that I'm like if you maybe had started speaking up and had said something to an authority figure maybe the current students wouldn't be dealing with what I'm sure they're dealing with, you know, and you don't, again, you don't want to put it on, you don't want to victimize yourself. You don't want to put it on anyone because it just shouldn't be happening. But it, that's internalized guilt. Isn't it fun? (laughs) I mean, it's, and it's, it's crazy because you're like, okay, well I'm suffering, but if I do this thing, I bring this up, then I'm going to suffer more. And I'm not yes. saying either is a great route. I was part of a show once, not in my college, out in the community. I was part of a show. And this director was verbally abusive. I mean, screaming at actors over Shakespeare. So like, okay, what are we doing? And, like, calm down. <laughs> like, you, no matter what you do, you can't break the bard, okay? He's been around for hundreds of years. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? screaming and I just I got so fed up with it I said something and then immediately my first thought was like will I ever work again and then my second thought was would I want to work in a community like this there you go but this really went we took it wow we took it so far but it was a conversation that needed to be had (laughs) it needed to be had you know and also um in the light of um you know, making a statement and documenting and sticking up for people and for yourself. We just want to say again that we stand with the, you know, Asian American and Pacific Islander community. We are Atlantans, both of us. And the attacks that happened this week, the murders were a hate crime and it was horrible. And I mean, I don't know what else there is to say other than like we're putting positive thoughts out into that community and we hope you will too. And, you know, if I see something, I'm going to fucking say something and I hope all of you all do too. That's all I have to say about that is I hope everyone who listens to this podcast, if you feel safe and you feel like you can, 
please say something if you see something <laughs> because it's not okay. And call out newspapers who want to say that he had a bad day. I just, whew, what a spicy narrative. <laughs> we can't even get into that because, good God, I'm going to fucking go off. What a spicy narrative. Okay, well, a little rough transition out of that. <laughs> everyone, everyone, let's take a deep breath in and out. On to our lesson. Well, to say... So the next week's astrology, a-hole or astrology, they wrote in, they were like, oh, I've started listening from the beginning. Are we still doing a-hole or astrologies? You bet your bottom dollar we're still doing a-hole or astrologies. Keep writing in. They always take us in interesting directions, you know? <laughs> we didn't know when we got on this call that this is where we'd wind up. <laughs> but I'm glad that we did. It's worth saying. Okay. Now... <laughs> Take us into our lesson. Who, what, where, why, whomst, what, when are we learning? <laughs> we are learning from A Beginner's Guide to Numerology, Decode Relationships, Maximize Opportunities, and Discover Your Destiny by Joy Woodward. Pew, pew, pew. You know um, our addendum. welcoming you into our learning process if we get it wrong we make no promises we would get it right but if you have more information for us you'd like to share your perspective we appreciate that we welcome it you have to be nice you can reach us at our social medias at zodiac bitches pod our email hello at zodiac bitches Dot com, our website, zodiacbitches.com. Lots of ways to reach us and get in contact. We'd love to hear from you. If you know more than us, share your knowledge. Contribute to this community. We love it. Okay. What are we learning about today? So we have two, like, mini lessons today. And the first is about the Concords. I know. When I first read that, I couldn't help it. I, like, I thought of grapes. I was like... Concords? I was thinking of travel. Like, Concord A. What? Your flight is in Concord A. And I was like, <laughs> take me to Concord A. <laughs> Please. Now, the Concords are very similar to, you know how when we break up zodiac signs, right? So we'll do earth, fire, air, and water, for instance. That's sort of what we're getting into here with the concords, only it's little numerical groups. Now, within the groups, we have the mental concord, the business-minded concord, and the creative concord. <laughs> within each group, the numbers share common interests and traits. On a very basic level, these concords can be used to predict how well you will get along with other numbers and the likelihood of a long relationship or friendship with someone you meet. Which is uh, a little bit interesting because I, I like to believe, you know, that in especially friendships, you know, that variety is the spice of life. You know, you don't necessarily need to make someone within your own concord your friend. Try another concord. <laughs> I will say, I will say, it's the same principle as don't date where you work, you know? 
don't shit where you eat. You, you should be friends with like many different types of groups of people. Because if any falling outs happen, or sometimes you just need to take a little friendship break and come back, where are you supposed to go? <laughs> well, exactly. And like, what would I, water energy, do without you, air energy? It wouldn't work if we were both water energy. This podcast would fall apart. <laughs> so you just, you need to branch out of your concords. That's what I'm here to tell you. To identify your personal concord, find the group that contains your reduced birthday number or life path number. This is where I get confused. So it says, or, it's not and, and it's not pick one. It's like, just uh, find either your birthday number or your life path number. And, and that's your Concord. But those are two different numbers. It don't make no sense. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, I just said, uh-oh. You know, Joy gave us a cheat sheet, but this was not on the cheat sheet. It's like yes. she was like, choose your own destiny. And we were like, please don't make us. <laughs> well, I'll let you choose, because we're both in two different Concords, according to our life path and our birthday numbers. All right? So... What's hilarious is that I am in the mental concord and the business-minded concord. I am not in the creative concord at all. And you are in the creative concord and the business-minded concord, which seems spot on. Yes. So we will, let's break it down. One, five, and seven are the mental concord. So my life path number is a one. So I am in the mental concord, maybe. <laughs> I get to choose, I guess. Now the mental concord, these are the intellects, the curious, scientific, analytical, and technological. I just spent two hours on tech support this week trying to set up my dual monitors and I almost cried. I don't feel like I necessarily belong in the mental concord, but let me finish describing it. They will participate in endless learning throughout their lives, which is true, but I've been dragged kicking and screaming through it and generally approach things from a rational rather than emotional perspective. I don't think this one's for me personally. I mean, like, if this was a dartboard, I wouldn't say you'd land anywhere on it. <laughs> well, what's really sad is that I'm going to read you the business-minded Concord now. That's two, four, and eight. So your birthday number is an eight, and my birthday number is a four. So both of our birthday numbers are in the business-minded Concord. So I guess I'll just choose this one since, I don't know, it seems like we've got something in common here, but I, I think it really, um, it makes sense for you and continues to not make any sense for me. Two, four, and eight. These numbers are where the money makers, workaholics, and corporate ladder climbers are found. They are career-minded achievers and find success in business development operations and management they are generally practical grounded 
and efficient. Again, many wouldn't say if this is a dartboard that I would necessarily be on the board. But I think you'd be on the board. Oh, for sure. I was like, do you ever know something? You know something about yourself and then you relearn it every day, like a journey. Did you just relearn it? Not today, but this week I was like, oh, I'm a workaholic. (laughs) Your brain is always working. She never tires. never seen anything quite like it. The most fascinating thing about my brain is that instead of getting tired, she just gets angry. So it's like when I have a lot to do, I'm like, why isn't it done yet? Instead of just being like, maybe you need a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's beautiful and powerful and frightening. Sure. It works for me. I'm not saying it works for everyone. It's a real learning lesson to remember that not everyone's brain works like this, you know? It's every day of my life I learn that. <laughs> and that doesn't make other people bad. That means I just have to live in the shoes I was given. <laughs> you can live in your creative Concord. <laughs> Concord C, if you will. Uh, the creative Concord is three, six, and nine. Artistic spiritual and inspiring those in this triad are expressive and live from the heart they have a strong interest in and understanding of the metaphysical and spiritual and tend to be creative and emotional that's it i mean yeah that's what it says (laughs) i feel like that was like very woo woo it was just like there's a part of you that creates (laughs) Which is why I want to be in the creative concord. (laughs) It's very non-specific. It's very woo-woo. You can kind of make things up as you go along if you're part of this one. You know, I'm I'm sending a petition. I don't like my concords. In fact, I feel like if I were to go into these concords, I would be bullied. I feel like I would cry if I had to be, like if the concords were like a club and you only had to hang out with that club, I would be unfulfilled. (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't have an answer for this. I mean, maybe change the universe, change what my parents named me, change my birthday, talk to my spirit guide. What are you doing? I will say maybe it's an opportunity to explore sides of you you weren't sure were there. Fine, but I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our first mini lesson. It's just the concords. A little grape of a lesson. <laughs> Grape of a lesson. She just like threw that in there on a page. And I was like, all right, I'll teach it if it's there. (laughs) (laughs) We are at the whim of joy. We are now on to the maturity number. (laughs) I'm ready. I've been waiting for this number because I'm convinced my soul is as old as the universe. Well. My face, younger than me. My soul, very old. (laughs) You might be on to something. And I'll tell you why in just a moment. (laughs) Now, the maturity number. You will not feel the maturity number strongly until you reach your 40s. And it won't be actualized until you are around age 50. This number is where your true self is found and can help you finally feel comfortable in your own skin. What I wouldn't give to feel comfortable in my own skin while I'm still young and cute. 
I will say there's, you know, one of my favorite comedians, we talked about it before, Catherine Ryan, she talks about how women, we shouldn't think of ourselves as depreciating in value. We only get better with time. I think that it's, applies to everyone, but you know. <laughs> it, it is true. And I need to rewire my brain because you can't stop time. Love to. I mean, listen, I just made a joke about having a young face, but <laughs> we must... <laughs> We must all move forward with time. It's a privilege. It really is. It is a privilege. So I can't wait till I'm fully actualized at 50. <laughs> this number plays an important role as you grow older, integrating with your life path number and providing a theme for the second half of your human experience. So I kind of like that because I do love a theme. You know, like I love a journey, like a goal. A so now when I hit 50, I'm gonna be like, yes, when I hit 50, I'm going to be like, well, here it is. Here's the goal. <laughs> You're matured. Wait, no. I will say I'm having like real vibes of like the office, you know, and he's like, I wish that you knew when you were in the best times that you were in the best times, except that I'm seeing it as like, I wish that I knew what my journey was while I was on it and not when I finished it. <laughs> I wish I knew because I keep trying to cling on to being young and like, uh, you know, living this lifestyle. I wish I knew how shitty this was compared to what I'm going to feel like when I'm actualized. Well, you know, I would say like even in the last two years, you've really changed your life. And wasn't it better? I mean, the state you keep your room in is so impressive now. And thank isn't, you. isn't it amazing? You know, it's <laughs> I had a man sleep over here last night and I wasn't embarrassed. I was like, look at it. I was like, look how expertly decorated it is. Look at the shelves I have hanging up in my bed frame and a theme of wood and black. I was like, look at that. So you know what? You're right. But I just wish my brain knew a little harder that 50 was going to be awesome. Okay. So my maturity number, I'll do me first because, well, you know who I am, but also because it's numerically first. <laughs> I wish and, I could pay someone to do a super cut of every time you go me first because I just think <laughs> that there would be like as many episodes as we have. It would be like a hundred minutes long of just me going me first. Someone out there, can you do that? <laughs> we'll pay you like 20 bucks. <laughs> okay, so my majority number, me, <laughs> is four. It says, you, now listen up to what we just said. You will find yourself becoming more of a planner and more practical and organized. Guard against becoming uptight, inflexible, and too opinionated. Remember to make time for fun, which makes sense. I do feel like as I, you know, work through therapy, I do find myself working better on a schedule and I do find myself getting a little bit frustrated when the schedule is not what how I would like it to be um so I I think these are wise words but I also look forward to the day when like I don't you know start chopping vegetables and then walk away and forget I was ever doing that task you know I look forward to the day where all my ducks are in a row I wonder if that particular day will ever come and here's why you and I share a TikTok, and I've been getting a lot of videos about whether or not 
like the watcher has undiagnosed ADHD. And, and I'm not saying you have ADHD or like that there aren't levels of a spectrum you can be on. But I'm just saying, you know, I don't know if those are directed at me or if they're directed at you. And sometimes a person might just be working on a task and have another task come up and move on, you know? The thing is, is I have been telling my parents this from for years and they have told me, they're like, that's ridiculous. You don't have ADHD, like bloody, bloody, blah. And I don't believe them. I think I do. I think I totally do. I mean, I have driven away with my laptop on top of my car multiple times. I've damaged several water bottles that way as well. It's like, I cannot remember a damn thing at all so I just like you know what's hilarious though is I'm never on TikTok so I, I but I think maybe like you were like googling you're like does my best friend have ADHD no because because as we learned from angular astrology most apps are data mining <laughs> so you know what I mean they are uh but you know ADHD apparently I've watched enough videos to know it presents differently in in women versus men so that's why I think my parents never diagnosed me is because they because I was a girl I really think that sorry mom if you're listening I'm not like shitting on you I totally get it I'm just saying that I I even told them once I was like I think I have adult developed ADHD and they were like that's not real and in my heart I was like yeah well maybe I've had it my whole life <laughs> now for your maturity number your maturity number is 11 I was like one of the higher numbers <laughs> all right let's take a look let me just double check that that's correct on the log oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 11 slash 2 so we'll also read 2 because it does say that here but the 11 will add incredible, intuitive, and psychic experiences as you age. I was getting a lot of Jennifer from this, getting a lot of your mom. Learn to trust them. Your sensitivity and judgment of character will deepen. You will be discriminating about who you allow into your world and will have lasting relationships as a result. So fuck that girl who told you you were going to get a divorce. She didn't know shit. I will have to say, last week we talked about karmic lessons, and it was like, you're bad at commitment. And I completely skipped over the part where it took me several tries to be ready to commit to high school ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, but none of this applies, as if like we hadn't spent like 100 episodes talking about how I couldn't commit to one man. <laughs> it's all right. You're young. You haven't reached your 40s or 50s yet. Now, we also need to read two um, because it's, what does it say? It just says also read the energy for two. So I think this must have some bearing on you as well. Sure. And I think You're I'm excited about the 11 because we were wondering once in a bonus episode when I would get Jennifer's powers. My mom is a true witch. I mean, she's, the animals speak to her, not like, hey, Jennifer, what's up? But like they come to her when they need something and she like figures it out. And, like, she can find objects that are missing, you know, like, she really does. No, she really is very magical. I, like, you can sense it when you're around her. Like, she feels like a witch, for sure. <laughs> and so I was like, when am I going to get that? So, great. 40s or 50s. As I age. 
All right, maturity number two, because Maggie is an 11. Uh, so now we have to read two because we, you know, fractioned that on down, I guess. Who understands math? Your sensitivity will increase as well as your tact and diplomacy. You will work harmoniously behind the scenes and guide gently rather than using force. Sure. I believe all that. I have definitely tried to work more on tact. Not in all my relationships. I'm not saying they're all successful. I'm, but I would certainly say in my workplace, you know, like sometimes someone will email me and be like, ah, I couldn't do this thing. And in my head, I'm like, you're a fool. And then I'll meet with them later, you know, and not and, and make sure I don't bring any energy in. And then they'll be like, oh, like, here's this horrible thing that happened to me. And I'll be like, God, I'm so glad I didn't email them back. It annoyed, you know, like. And the other thing about you is like, I feel like I weren't, I learn any of my workplace verbiage from you because I am not someone who's ever had to like send like lots of professional emails. Like that's not a skill that I have at all. So then like you though, I have like, you have created a science, you know what I mean? And like, I was talking about, I just got a new job. And the hilarious part is that I think people are probably just sending me emails, but because I have anxiety and have never worked in like a, a real, like office professional setting, I assume they're all mean. I'm like, everyone hates me. They think I'm an idiot. And then I'm like, I think maybe this is just how people talk to each other on an email. <laughs> I've been having a really rough week. I'm thinking everyone hates me. And I'm like, I think that's just how people talk. I mean, everybody has a different email voice. That's also what's very confusing. You know, like, uh, <laughs> and then it's also how you read it. You know, so like, I'll text my intern. And I'll be like, oh, can you meet at 11? And she'll be like, no, but I can meet at 1130. And I'll be like, great. And then we'll meet at 1130. And she'll be like, I am so sorry that we didn't meet at 11. And I'm like, no, see, so how you make a meeting is that I send a time and then you send a time back and then we find a time. <laughs> it hurts though when you're not used to it. Like it just feels when you, when you have anxiety and you can't hear tone, it is like the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I have to say, like I second guess literally everything that I send in a work email and I second guess everything that someone sends to me in a work email. <laughs> and that is our lesson this week. I figure next week we'll cover all the other maturity numbers. <laughs> yes, because we are on our way to an hour long episode. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening. I had a good time. Please keep writing in to us. You know, we've gotten lots of great just like interaction this week, which has been really fun. We love to hear from y'all. You can find us on all probably social media platforms at Zodiac Bitches Pod. If it's a platform, search us on there. If we're not there, then we don't exist there. <laughs> Our email is hello at ZodiacBitches.com. Our website, ZodiacBitches.com. All great ways to just reach out to us. You can send us an a-hole astrology. You can send us an angel astrology. It's very similar, but are they really nice or is it their astrology? You can just reach out to us. We love to hear from you and get to know you and get to know our community members. One, because it's just really fun. And two, it helps us figure out like what it is that you like that we do so that we can keep doing that. And you can join our Patreon if you like us and you got the monetary means. It really means a lot to us. Two, five, and ten dollar tiers. If you don't have the monetary means, there's so many other ways to support us. You can tell a friend. You can tell a stranger. But stranger danger, but you could tell a stranger. <laughs> 
don't give them your uh, social security number or birthday or street that you live on, but just tell them you like Zodiac bitches. Yes, exactly. And then run away. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make small talk. Um, And any other ways you can think that you feel are supportive of us, we appreciate that. Um, Thanks for being a part of our community. And be members of your own communities. You know, like, stand up for those who are oppressed. I think those are the lessons that we will continue to learn, and I'm proud of it. I'm Maggie B. And I'm Maggie D. May your stars align.